0: You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 129. Welcome to the Yoga Boss Podcast. Do you feel like you are meant to have a successful career in the yoga industry? Like you got into this industry to truly help your students, but you're struggling to actually make money? Or you know that marketing your business is essential, but don't know how to make it intentional and effective for you? Maybe you have already had some success, but you're ready to scale to multiple six figures. Building a profitable yoga business is less complicated and easier than you know, it takes business strategy and a yoga boss mindset. When you are ready to work on your business instead of in it, this is the podcast for you. Now your host, Jackie Murphy, the business coach just for yoga teachers. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Yoga Boss. I am Jackie Murphy. This is episode 129, Marketing That Creates Connection. Dun, dun, dun. Y'all ready? Well, you're going to have to wait a second because before we dive into the podcast, I have to tell you that the Profitable Yoga Boss group opens for enrollment August 12th. Mark it down on your calendar. It's going to be open for one week. You can join us August 12th through August 19th. What is going to happen on August 12th? You're going to get an email. It's going to say the group is open. It's also going to go out on social media. You will submit your application to be a part of the Profitable Yoga Boss group, and then you will hear back within 24 hours of whether or not you're the right fit for the group or not, and then from there, you can move forward to make your payment. You can select the payment plan option or pay in full, and then you can get started with the Profitable Yoga Boss group right after your payment goes in, okay? So that's the process. Listen. All you need to do now is head over to ProfitableYogaBoss.com, put in your name and your email so that you get added to the wait list for when the group opens. That wait list will be the first group of people to get the application link. You will have the first opportunity to apply to join the Profitable Yoga Boss group. When you head over to ProfitableYogaBoss.com, you will see all of the information, plus loads of testimonials about the Profitable Yoga Boss group. It includes everything that we cover within the group. It includes information about the investment and the money back guarantee. Again, it has a 60-minute live Q&A. It has testimonials. You can go and watch all of that right now so that you can be ready on August 12th to invest. I want you there. I want you there, one, because I want to hang out with you and get to know you. (laughs) But I want you there for your dreams because the more that I do what I do and the more yoga teachers I talk to, the more studio owners I meet, the more I realize that This is totally feasible for anyone who wants it. And I want to acknowledge that there is privilege out in the world. And some people might have a leg up in getting and creating the business that they want to have. But I really firmly believe, or I should say, and I really firmly believe that if you have the desire to create a profitable yoga business and you are committed to that, it's meant for you. No matter who you are or where you are in life or where you're starting from, it's meant for you. The thing that you're dreaming about, that business where it feels so aligned and you love what you do every day and you're making more money than you've ever made before and you have more freedom than you've ever had before, that's not a pipe dream. That's a reality for so many yoga teachers and you just get to say, I'm claiming this. I'm making this a reality for me too. And I'm going to surround myself with the exact tools and the support that I need to make that reality inevitable. So sign up on August 12th. Again, the group will open from August 12th to August 19th. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. In addition to that update, I also have another update for you before we dive into the podcast. We're growing over here at Yoga Boss. We are hiring a coach and I am literally growing a human. (laughs) And that human, our second son, will take over my home office. So I have just signed a lease for an office space. What? I'm so excited. And I will tell you, this is something that I really never saw myself doing. After being in studios for so many years, I loved the idea of working from home and not having that much overhead, and signing this lease for Yoga Boss was exhilarating and also terrifying, and that's what I want to talk to you about before we dive into the podcast topic. There are some of you who I know right now are faced with a big decision, and it might be that you are signing your lease for your studio space, or it might be that you are quitting your corporate job, or it might be that you are hiring your first teacher or employee in your business. And if you feel nervous, or if you feel doubt, I just want to normalize that and validate it and say, yo, me too. That is how I felt this whole past week before I signed this lease. And here's what I learned from my experience, and maybe it's helpful for you. I found myself getting really anxious and really worried and really tied up in the financials of it. I was like staring down the spreadsheet every day and I was worrying about not just my business right now, but what my business will be a year from now and trying to figure out how to control the future a year from now, which is impossible And I was asking my husband constantly, is this a good idea or not? And trying to get his opinion. And I found myself in this place where I was so anxious. I was so worried. I wasn't really having fun in my business. And I recognized in that moment that I was stuck in the employee mindset. I was waiting for a spreadsheet or my husband or even the universe to tell me what to do to lead me in the direction that I'm quote unquote meant to go in that will feel easy. And I think this happens so often, but it happens for me anytime that I forget that I'm the CEO, that I'm the boss, like I'm the leader of this company, and I get to make decisions. And when you make decisions as a leader and when you make decisions as a CEO, you have no more magic than the average employee, but you have the talent and the skill of saying, this is the direction we're going to go in. This is the vision I have for the business. And I'm going to create that vision no matter what. So eventually through my own self-coaching and working through it this week and kind of processing, I got to this place where I was like, oh, of course, I'm not going to know if this is the quote unquote right decision. I have to decide and commit to it being right. I have to decide and commit to making it work and figuring it out and knowing that I am moving forward in the direction I want to go in. And the way that I want to describe this to you, it's almost like at every big decision, you have an opportunity to level up or to grow as a leader. And I was at this point where I was deciding, do I sign this 12 month lease or not? And it required me to step up as the leader and say, I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to trust my business. I'm going to trust that a year from now, this will have worked out perfectly because I figured it out. I'm going to step up in trust and step up in leadership and then make the decision and then move forward. Instead of waiting for someone else to step up and lead, I have to step up and lead. And when I got to this place, I felt like such a huge sense of relief kind of wash over me because I was like, oh, yep. You know what? The number one person I trust in my life is myself. So of course, if that's who I need to trust to make this decision, I'm good. I'm solid. I'm going to commit to making this work. I know exactly what's right. This is exactly moving me in the direction of where I want to go. It's different than what I thought I was going to do, but this is exactly what's right for me right now. And then I signed the lease and I was celebrated. And it was such a different experience And if I had stayed in the doubt and the worry and the, oh my gosh, and I don't know. And what does the spreadsheet say? So uh, this is your invitation, no matter what decision you're up against right now, is to ask yourself, like, where is this decision requiring me to step up as a leader? Am I willing to step up? Do I want to step into the next level of leadership or the next level of growth for my business? How does it feel? feel when I step up into that? And then what decision do I want to make? You're a badass. Sometimes you just forget it. Your business is meant for you. Sometimes you just forget to trust that and trust yourself. So that's kind of like my journey in the past week. I'm so excited to show you guys this office space. I'll show you on social media. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I can't wait. And now I'm so excited to have it. And I think it's going to be amazing to have this break from home life to work life and also create a bedroom for my son. And it's, it's just feels so perfect. And yeah, that's what's going on over here at Yoga Boss. We're getting ready for baby number two. Let's dive into the podcast. Let's talk about marketing that creates connection. And I know I've mentioned this somewhere before, and I couldn't remember if it was Purposeful Profit 2.0 or if it was in a live group coaching call I led for the Profitable Yoga Boss group or in the podcast, but it's worth mentioning again, even if it's been said before. We are humans, as far as I know. (laughs) We are humans and we are emotional beings, And we are emotional buyers. So what studies have found is that humans will typically buy from emotion and then we justify with logic. So when we're making decisions about purchasing something or investing in something, however you want to think about it, we're typically making that decision first from an emotional place. How do we feel? How does the service or the product feel? How do we think it'll make us feel? And then we invest or we purchase and we're going to justify that decision with logic. Now, the reason that it's so important for you to know this as a yoga teacher is because your students are also human, which means they are emotional buyers. And what I see happen is that yoga teachers sometimes in their marketing will take the emotion out and start to produce more marketing that is just logic-driven. So let me give you an example of that. Logic-driven marketing is like, come take class with me Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. Vinyasa Flow at this location. There's... It's all logic. It's where, when, what, (laughs) when to show up and unroll your mat. There's nothing in that post that gets me in my feels. There's nothing that makes me feel any certain way. It's just the details and the logic. Studios sometimes will market their memberships like this. Membership for $120 a month, unlimited group classes, 20% off workshops, 10% off retreats. Uh, whatever other benefits you have in your membership, but there's nothing emotional about what they're saying. And so it doesn't resonate with their people. And then they're confused of why people aren't engaging with their marketing or buying their offer. Another example of marketing that is from a more logical place Let's say that you put up a post on social media and you like unroll your yoga mat in the post and lay it down. And the caption says, make time to unroll your mat today. It's not quite as logical as our first example, but again, it doesn't kind of push anything in terms of what am I feeling or what am I meant to feel or what are they telling me? It's just kind of this blanket statement that maybe could be inspiring, but falls mostly flat because it doesn't have the emotional depth that you want it to have as a consumer. So that's logical marketing. And listen, sometimes you will need to do logical marketing. So let's say if you are launching a new offer or you have a workshop coming up, or you have a opening in uh, for a private client, you need to tell the people <laughs> what's going on. You need to share the logic. Of course, share the logic. It's not that the logic is bad, but just understand that the logic needs to support the emotional side of things and be balanced, right? At least be together so that it does what it's supposed to do. Otherwise, the logic falls flat. Does that make sense? I hope so. I know y'all can't answer me (laughs) because it's a podcast. So let's talk about marketing that creates connection is marketing that uses the emotions of the people following them, their readers, their subscribers, whoever it may be, and connects to those people, like connects to those emotions. There's a couple different ways that you can do this. That you can try this. Emotional marketing is going to be marketing that really shares your brand's values, that it kind of discloses this is who we are as a company, this is what we believe in, this is what we value. At our company. So, you want to get clear on what are your business's values? What do you deem important? For example, over here at Yoga Boss, one of our values is that we unapologetically make money doing what we love, serving our students, and we feel damn good about it. We are not going to shy away from money or shame money or talk poorly about money. We know that yoga is valuable and we're going to make money delivering yoga to the world. That is a value of my company. It's a value of my own, but now a value of this company. When I share that with you all, some of you listening might be like, hell yeah. Yes, Jackie, preach it. Yoga teachers make more money. And there's some people in the world who will be like, no, Yoga should be free. What are you talking about? It's not right to make money from yoga. That's okay. Because when I'm sharing the values that I have as a company, when I'm disclosing those in my marketing, it will tell people if I'm a fit for them or not, if they should listen or not, if they should follow or not, or subscribe or not. And it's okay to turn some people off. That's actually a good thing. So what you want to ask yourself is, what are your values? What do you value in your company, in your business? What do you value as a yoga teacher? Another one of our values over here at Yoga Boss is not overworking, is creating a sustainable business, one where you check out of it every single day, you enjoy your life, and you're not overworking. It's, it's really about creating a business that supports your life and not a business that takes over your life. That's a value of ours. We think it's important for you to have a life outside of your business. What are your values? Can you share those in your marketing? Another way to create marketing that creates connection with your audience is to, it's saying the same thing, but it's another way to say it, is to ask your students' opinions, you know, like, what do you you guys think? Or give opinions. And when you're asking your audience for their opinions, they are going to come back with what they believe in and emotions that they feel and what they think. And when you're giving your opinion, again, they're going to have an opportunity to say, do I agree with this opinion or not? Does this align with me? And do I want to keep following along? What I see happen is that it's a lot easier for most yoga teachers to ask their students' opinions than it is to share their own opinions. So if you know this is you, I want to challenge you to share your opinions instead of asking Asking can be the safe thing. It's a really good way to connect. It's a really good way to know what's going on in your audience, but it can be the safe thing. Giving an opinion can feel a bit risky, but it will propel you to that next level of impact in your marketing and profit in your business. People wanna know who you are and what you're about. And what I have found and what I've seen so far is that the yoga teachers and the studio owners who are willing to stand up and stand out with their opinions. It doesn't mean you have to be controversial, but stand out with their opinions are typically the most successful. So I'm thinking back to a client I worked with for years who helped women create lives and businesses working off the rhythm of their cycle. It was something that she so deeply believed in and talked about and had opinions about, and now her business is thriving. I'm also thinking back to one of my clients who is right now creating her business in mindfulness and is helping her clients use mindfulness to end work stress forever, And I was just helping her today by saying, you know, like, can you show up and be a bit more bold about what you believe about work stress? Can you share your opinion that work stress doesn't have to exist? It doesn't have to be the norm, that there's another way. The bolder and clearer you're willing to be with your opinions, typically the more I see those businesses thrive, So what are your opinions? What do you want to talk about in your business? And I did say this doesn't have to be super controversial, but I do also just want to share that as our world seems to get more and more polarized, it is happening that especially younger generations are looking for brands to say something about what they do believe in, what their opinions are. And maybe you're not, the demo, like the younger generation is not your demographic. That might be totally fine for your business, but maybe it's something that you just want to consider. What do I want to stand up for? What do I want to share my opinion on? And know it in your bones of what's aligned for you in your business. When you're asking and giving opinions, you're going to create a sense of belonging and a sense of community, and it's going to feel like your students are a part of creating your business with you along the way. Okay, so let's just kind of recap. Your students are emotional buyers. They're emotional beings. So for marketing to create connection, you have to tap into the emotional side of things. You cannot just market to logic or with logic. So a couple different ways that you can tap into the emotional side of things in your marketing. Number one, disclose things about yourself or your brand. Share with your audience. Who are you? Share your values. Tell them what you think is important and also what your business values are, what bigger values you're about as a business. Another way to do this is to ask for your students' opinions, get them involved in the conversation, get them talking, get them even disagreeing, or give your opinion about a certain thing. So instead of writing a post that says, unroll your mat today, that's a bit more logical, that's a bit more generic. Can you share your value? Can you show up and say something that tugs on the emotional side of the people who are following along in your marketing? That is how you're gonna create more connection with your students. And that connection will often translate into more profitability for your business. Put this into action. Let me know how it works for you. And make sure that you sign up for the waitlist for the Profitable Yoga Boss group. It opens August 12th. Head over to profitableyogaboss.com to join the waitlist right now. Talk to you in the next episode.